It was widely anticipated, but no less damaging for the British royal family for it. A judge in New York has rejected an attempt to have a civil case of sexual assault against Prince Andrew dismissed. His accuser, Virginia Giuffray, says she was the victim of trafficking by the late convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein and that Prince Andrew abused her when she was 17. He's denied the allegations. Neda Torfik told us more about the judge's ruling from outside the court in New York. In this written decision, he said he denied in all respects Prince Andrew's arguments to dismiss the case. And really, right from the start, he talked about what a high bar needed to be met here. He says that this court must accept as true all well-pleaded factual allegations in the complaint and draw all reasonable inferences that can be drawn from them in light most favorable to the plaintiff, so most favorable to Virginia Jeffrey. And he's saying that this 2000 2009 agreement was just way too ambiguous on one hand, and on the other hand, that it was up to the parties themselves, so Virginia Jeffrey and Jeffrey Epstein, the convicted sex offender, uh, to enforce the contract. He says that there is no clear intent or purpose to the contract to directly or substantially benefit Prince Andrew. And so, therefore, this is a really, really strongly worded decision against Prince Andrew, and this case will go forward. As we said, Prince Andrew has consistently denied the claims against him, most prominently during a BBC interview back in 2019. I have no recollection of ever meeting this lady. None whatsoever. She says she met you in 2001. She dined with you. She danced with you. You bought her drinks. You were in Tramp nightclub in London. And she went on to have sex with you in a house in Belgravia belonging to Ghislaine Maxwell. Didn't happen. Do you remember her? No. I, 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 I have no recollection of ever meeting her. Uh, I'm almost, in fact, I'm convinced um, that I was never in tramps with her. There are a number of things that are wrong with that story. Nevertheless, as we've been hearing, the case against him will now continue. I asked our royal correspondent, Johnny Diamond, for more on the implications of today's ruling. Prince Andrew's strategy, or the strategy of his legal team, has fallen apart completely at every stage. First of all, it was to not accept the service of legal papers and to deny that there was any process. Then it was to challenge the jurisdiction of the court. Then it was to challenge the jurisdiction of Virginia Giuffray. And then it was to say that he was covered by this 2009 deal. So far, all of that has failed. Now, he and his legal team have to decide, are they going to attempt to end this by making a settlement with Virginia Giuffray, his accuser, and her lawyers? A settlement she doesn't necessarily have to accept, but one process which happens very, very, very commonly throughout these civil trials in the US? Or is he going to let the process carry on with all of the exchange of documents and information between the two sides and culminating, of course, in a trial, the possibility of him being forced to testify in a deposition? That's, that's the, the, one of the stages of the discovery process. Will he let all that happen? Or will he say, I'm not taking part in any of this and you can do your best without me? 
which I suspect is probably the highest risk thing he can do. So his deeply unenviable choices now face Prince Andrew. And the least worst option would potentially be a settlement, but there's no saying that Virginia Dufresne would actually agree to it. No, there's no saying that she would agree. There's no saying that she would agree under the kinds of terms that Prince Andrew would feel that his honour might be satisfied. Let's not forget, Prince Andrew absolutely denies all of the allegations that have been made against him. So it's, you know, a settlement is not an easy path for him to go down. It would also be, you know, probably a very expensive path for him to go down. The alternative appears to be that his reputation is dragged through the courts and through the court of public opinion, international public opinion, and he runs the risk of his own personal reputation plunging even further, but also sullying the name of the institution and, of course, yes, of his mother, Queen Elizabeth, who has spent seven decades trying to protect and build up the institution of the royal family. Yeah, seven decades, the Platinum Jubilee this year. What damage could this do to the broader institution of the royal family? Look, I think those people who love and adore the Queen, and there are an awful lot in Britain and around the world, they will feel nothing but sympathy for her and will probably retain a a, strong feeling of loyalty towards the royal family. There is a younger generation in Britain which now associates the royal family not with Queen Elizabeth's service, but with Prince Andrew's actions, alleged or not. Johnny Diamond. Context of white supremacy. God save the queen. I should have played that in the background, slacking a little bit. These early programs, my brain computer does not work quite as well as our normal broadcast time. But, you know, make and do as best we can. Context of white supremacy, Gus T. Renegade in for another broadcast, hopefully to share constructive information on the global system of white supremacy racism. Today's date, Sunday, January 16, 2022. So I have been told this is our monthly third Sunday of every month, monthly global Sunday talk on racism. Uh, Again, the whole purpose for this program, uh, again, 13 years, if we make it to next month, uh, I've said the entire time racism, white supremacy is not a problem that is just restricted to one specific region where they just have some troubles down in Georgia or South Africa. Uh, the late Archbishop Desmond Tutu, where they just have some troubles uh, here and there from time to time. It is an entire global system of terrorism and domination throughout the known universe, really, uh, where individuals classified as white are dedicated to practicing racism all over the world. And with the audio report we heard at the beginning, what does that moron say? He says, "Woo." White people do not care about children. That's it. Normally, we'll hear that applied. Things happening in the States. However, there is old Jimmy Savile. We did have from the uh, IMF from that one, 2011, Dominic Strauss-Kahn. It seems like it's pretty consistent in terms of what does it mean to be white? And then how are children treated in that context of white culture, the culture of white supremacy, racism, even white children. 
old Prince Andrew. Been following that for a while. That's right there with Jeffrey Epstein and Maxine, uh, Gisseline, Ghislaine Maxwell. Uh, recently convicted sexual terrorist right along with uh, convicted Jeffrey Epstein sexual predator. Now we get to see what happens with the, now this is a civil trial. This is not a criminal trial. So we'll see what happens in the civil trial. If we get any more details uh, that come forward, but I mean, Hey, white people do not care about children. We'll get some thoughts on that. There've been so many things uh, that have been happening. Uh, Looking forward. Let's see. We should have with us on the line. uh, God save the queen. Uh, one of uh, the Brit's finest citizens, educator and all, been with us so many times. Uh, Andrew in England, are you with us, sir? Yes, Gus. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Right on. Happy New Year. Happy to have you with us uh, as well. God save the Queen, sir. Uh, We will check in, try to get through some of the things on the list, some of your points as well. Uh, let's see folks outside of the royal monarch let's see I'll double check oh we didn't get we didn't get him here at least he's not here with us yet so we'll double back in and see if we have Adam with us uh, in Sweden Uh, remember that's kind of a wacky spot on the planet anyway because they don't have all the uh, corona shutdown and everything Uh, we'll check in with Andrew first and then I'll go back and see if we can nab Adam as well Uh, let's see with Andrew in the UK. Uh, before I even get to the segment on Prince Andrew, and then we can get to everything else uh, with Prime Minister uh, Boris Johnson, and lots of things went down. Uh, there was a synagogue hostage situation here in the states in Texas. Uh, they, I think, the situation has been resolved. This was like very recent, so everything is still fresh and sometimes the initial reports are wrong but at least what I saw today I think the situation has been resolved the so-called hostage taker has been neutralized killed and the all of the hostages have been released that's what they've said the name that they've given is Malik Faisal Akram of the so-called hostage taker he definitely looks like he would be considered a non-white person and I'm even I can double down on that one because as soon as this incident ended and like I said I don't think any of the hostages were killed I think the only fatality is the non-white so-called hostage taker they called this President Biden identified this as an act of terrorism (laughs) Whoa, that never happens they don't do that for like anything if the victims are black people psh, that's never an act of terror it'll be regrettable tragic sad the niggers probably did something to warrant it but it's not Dylan Storm Roof you can go back and look at pick any incident you like if it's black victims not an incident of terrorism this at a synagogue so called immediately incident of terrorism and I'm not even sure that the so called uh, hostage taker Mr. Malik Faisal Akram who was they say killed on the scene by enforcement uh, officials I'm not even sure that he killed anyone Uh, but I bring this up because they said this is a British citizen sending uh, Adam's cousins over here to cause all this strife in 2022 for us Uh, Andrew did you hear uh, about this incident have you read any of the reports about all of this British citizen coming over here and committing an act of terrorism 
Uh, I'll tell you what, this is very interesting. Um, I, don't, um, I must admit, I've been busy trying to do a tax return for the last few days. <clears throat> so maybe I've not been watching a lot of news, but no, I've not heard, of, I've not heard about this at all. Um, no, I personally haven't heard about it. I mean, uh, when did this happen? This is just over the, the past weekend. I'll give you, this is from The Guardian. So this is their report from today. Is this today? Yep, this is today. All right, so their report, Texas Synagogue Siege. Hostage taker named as 44-year-old Britain. A man who died after taking four people hostage at a Texas synagogue has been named by the FBI as a 44-year-old British national, Malik Faisal Akram. Akram began a standoff with police after disrupting a religious service at the congregation Beth Israel in Colleyville in Dallas Fort Worth in the Dallas Fort Worth metropolitan area. Go Cowboys and taking hostages, including the rabbi. He released one hostage unharmed after six hours, more than 10 hours after the siege began. Members of the FBI's hostage rescue team stormed the synagogue to free the remaining three hostages. They were said to be alive and well after the siege had been brought to an end. On Sunday, Joe Biden said the gunman had used weapons he got off the street to commit an act of terror. The U.S. president, who was visiting a food bank in Philadelphia, said, I don't have all the facts. Then how can you label it an act of terror? (laughs) Like, what? Sorry. Uh, Nor does the attorney general, but allegedly the assertion was he got the weapons on the street. He purchased them when he landed, and it turned out there apparently were no bombs that we know of. Apparently, he spent the first night in a homeless shelter. I don't have all the details. Double down. Yet, I'm so I'm reluctant to go into much more detail. Akram's family said they were devastated by his death. Sky News reported his brother, Goldbard, said in a statement that family members had spent hours liaising with Faisal during the hostage taking and although he was suffering from mental health issues aren't we all we were confident that he would not harm the hostages and apparently they didn't because he said they were all released safely uh it goes on to give a little bit more detail but yeah this is super recent uh this was just published uh, a few hours ago the report that i just read from the guardian so yeah any any thoughts from the hot off the press take yeah, I mean, it's interesting. It's interesting that you've got what looks to be a Jewish person taking hostages, taking Jewish hostage, hostages. Um, I'd like to know what that was all about. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I reckon there's more to that story that, that will probably or may not ever come out. You never know. But, um, but, but that scenario of a Jew on Jew crime, if that's what you want to call it, um, you know that in itself is quite interesting you know you know and uh so it'd be interesting to know i've never known personally of a jewish person being shot and killed for doing something to other jewish people i i i i've never heard of it so uh so i'd like to i'd like to know more about it as would i uh, i'll have to just kind of pay attention and and follow the information i'm not really even sure if they identify him as so-called Jewish, I was trying to see if they were going to say this is a Muslim terrorist or uh, I don't I don't even oh, right. see, I don't even see any of that information uh, listed as to whether or not uh, this person is a so-called Muslim or. Uh, yeah, I, I'll have we'll all we can I'm do sorry, some more. I'm sorry. 
Sorry, I thought that's what you said. Apologies. I thought he was Jewish. No, I haven't, uh, unless I misread, which could be the case. But yeah, I haven't been able to, to find anything that identified him as so-called uh, Jewish, just him being at the synagogue and, and all the rest of it. Um, yeah, I'll check and see if I can find any other uh, reports. But yeah, I would I would definitely. Oh, wait a minute. It does say his brother Gulbar posted on Facebook that the suspect from the industrial town of Blackburn in the north of England suffered from mental illness and said the family had spent all night at the Blackburn police station liaising with Faisal, the negotiators, FBI, etc. There was nothing we could have said to him or done that would have, that would have convinced him to sub, uh, surrender. Gulbar wrote on the Blackburn Muslim Community's Facebook page. And that doesn't say that he's Muslim, but that's what I was thinking, that they might try and say, oh, no, crazy Negro Muslim terrorist coming over here. We'll have to see. It's so early and all the rest of it. But, uh, yeah, so this is uh, one. This is very very fresh very very new if we have any folks in the texas area if you've been following all this or anywhere else uh, if you've been following all this uh feel free to dial in thoughts uh on the situation uh, so many things to touch on even uh things that are happening in the uk we got a twofer so we started with prince andrew uh, and i know in your email you were talking about uh prime minister boris johnson being in so much pr- uh, trouble for the garden party we'll get uh both uh let's start uh the audio clip with prince andrew he was stripped of his royal titles he's going to be going through this litigation as a private citizen uh they say stripped of his military duties as well uh how has this been registering over in the uk in terms of prince andrew thinking wow is he really a sexual predator oh are you with us andrew Hit your mute button by accident maybe yeah. Um, hello, can you hear me okay, Josh? Yes, we got you back now. Hello. Got you back now. Good, okay. Yeah, I mean, what can you wait? you start with this man? Um, ship in another basically saw fit to, but clearly believe it, right? So she sees fit to basically disown him and uh, strip him of all the titles and all these duties. I mean, basically, or at least on the face of it, that's probably what I should say, because God knows what goes on behind closed doors with these people. But on the face of it, he's on his own. You know, he's on his own. Clearly, she doesn't officially want the royal family's name uh, uh, taken to court. Um, He's on his own, effectively. I mean, I don't know know how, whether or not legally the american uh, uh court system can 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 demand or or insist or have him deported uh, i don't i'm not a lawyer i don't know how that works um but um basically you're never going to see prince andrew out in public again <laughs> you know he's going to be any photographs of him from now on from now until he dies is going to be on the fly through a window you know it's going to be for a darkened car window you know, that's basically how it's going to work from now on for that man. You know, that's how it's going to work. Wow. Wow. As it should be, if he is guilty of these crimes. And I mean, woof, when they get to talking about uh, you, you, you judge him by who you hang with. Birds of a feather flock together. I think that's one of the little tacky metaphors. Like, man, they got pictures of Prince Andrew hanging out with Galing Maxwell. Now a convicted sexual predator and hanging out with jeffrey epstein convicted sexual predator 
Like, ooh, it looks really bad. Like, yeah, maybe he did do this and has been lying to us and using the royal cover to hide from this for I don't, a long time now, decades. Um, this in terms of just how widespread I've been saying that for a long time. White people do not care about children. I even feel some type of way like I should be saying this more because this is way beyond just a Jimmy Savile here, a Jerry Sandusky there, a Jeffrey Epstein here, a Gisseline, a Galeen Maxwell there. This is like widespread. Talking about cover up with Jimmy Savile. It was dang. Did the BBC cover up him raping these children for all these years? Same thing with did the royal family help cover this up for all these years? Dang. Did Jeffrey Epstein's homies help cover this up for all these years? White people do not care about children. Am I inaccurate? Are people grasping like the Watson that this is more way larger than just Prince Andrew? Well, well, the thing is, we know it is because uh, I can't remember uh, the woman's name who's just been you know, he's just gone down. I can't remember what her name is. You know, the woman in this uh, center of this court case. Um, she did. I not read in the press that she's got a list of names that she is now willing to give to the, uh, you know, to the authorities. Now, did I not read that? So you're talking about, you know, she wasn't only getting underage kids, you know, young women or you know, possibly even young boys. You know, I'm going to chuck that one in there. She wasn't only getting them for, for Prince Andrew and, and the man that uh, decided to kill himself. Um, but uh, she was doing this, you know, probably, right, I think, right across the world, you know, for the, you know, for the rich and famous, you know, as, you know, probably for years. Right. So, you know, um, and she probably thought her list was going to protect her from prosecution, you know, but um but she's wrong, you know, but, you know, so, so there's a lot, of, you know, I think there's a lot of names, a lot of names that uh, could potentially come out from this. It all depends on, it all depends on a few things, whether or not they can, you know, whether or not they can accidentally, she, she accidentally has an accident before she reveals the names, um, whether or not people can put money into a secret bank account with her name on it. You know, you know, there's loads, you know, this thing could potentially, has potential ramifications you know, that, you know, that go right around the world, in my opinion. Ghislaine Maxwell, uh, and you are correct, uh, Mr. Andrew, you did hear. She does have a list with other names. And I know myself, other folks who've been paying attention to this trial. The whole way, this is he's one of Woody Allen's homies, too. We just read that in the book club. Uh, but folks who've been paying attention to this had said the exact same thing that Andrew just shared. Hey, this probably goes all around the world, just like the system of white supremacy, racism in terms of very powerful white men, white women uh, who were hanging out with these folks, Epstein and Prince Andrew and all the rest. Uh, and hey, I like 14 year olds, too. Can you get me two or three? Hey, I like 13 year olds. Can you get me five or six? That's probably what it was. In fact, I remember since I'm in Seattle, old Bill Gates he just got a divorce, right? Probably still going through all the paperwork and proceedings in that divorce process. It was reported here in the local uh, Washington state newspaper that uh, his, I guess, former wife, uh, Melinda Gates, she had concern about his, and the word she used was dealings. I said, Oh my, what does that mean? She had concerns about his dealings with Jeffrey Epstein. Hmm. 
I said, what does, what does that mean? What sort of, what sort of dealings does Bill Gates have with Jeffrey Epstein? Or did he? Uh, did that include, you know, Galen Maxwell and all the rest of this? Lots. Like, is his name on the list that Galen Maxwell has? Like, oh man, lots. They, if you watch some of the, or read, you can do both. Read some of the reports that they have on this. Watch some of the documentaries that they have on this. And they talk about some of the famous people who were hanging out and hobnobbing with all these folks. Like, oh my. Whew. Lots of, as he said, a whole lot of white people could be hiding out and, you know, doing their best to see if they can get all this hushed down, find a secret account, make sure you forget my name, I'll get the money, get a, you know, fake uh, cash app or Venmo account or something. Uh, yeah. Let's, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 that's, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's serious. And, um, you know, there's an under, there's a world within a world, you know, there's a world that, uh, you know, the average people like us simply are not privy to. And um, and some people feel, feel have been no some people have been living above the law and probably will remain uh, living above the law you know and uh, and you know you know one of them one of them not so long ago killed himself another one's just been put in prison another female's about to go to prison and uh, God knows what's going to happen to Prince Andrew uh, but there's a load of others there's there's lots more you know there's loads more. White people do not care about children worldwide. That seems to be a, a, I don't know, staunch, undeniable component of white supremacy, racism, tragic though it may be. And I mean, I say it so emphatically, they don't even seem to have that much regard for white children. Most of the victims, I think all of the victims that I've seen of Epstein and Galen Maxwell and Prince Andrew's accuser, all of these folks look like they would be classified as white. Oh, well. Uh, let's go two for two. UK news. Uh, you in the email communicated about uh, lots of folks over there talking about Prime Minister Boris Johnson. I think when you were with us last year, December, you were talking about uh, the black male. I forgot his name. It'll come to me. Uh, who got in trouble. They had the Christmas party and he ended up having to step down and come do all these interviews. And why would you allow this happen? We're in the middle of the virus and this is so irresponsible and reckless and putting people's safety at risk. Uh, and it turned out when I listened more, it wasn't even this black fella who was acting a fool. He said, I came, I was there for a little while and left and then they got rowdy and were drinking. He said, I'm a teetotaler. I don't even drink. We played the report. They were bashing in doors and breaking furniture and all the re- hooligan behavior uh, from these white people. Uh, but Boris Johnson, in the midst of all this about these parties, then it was, whoa, did you have a garden party? What are you doing? Having all these shindigs and parties. They said it got so bad. They were asking President, I mean, Prime Minister Boris Johnson, you should step down. You're going to be this reckless about the covid uh, protocols and the hypocrisy. I think that's what really got people because they had been saying, you know, you can't get together for Christmas. We got to make these sacrifices and got to, you know, do what we can to get through this. And then you're flagrantly flaunting to go hang out and hobnob with all, like he's above the law, what he just said. What's been going down with Prime Minister Boris Johnson and the, the garden party fallout? Yeah, I, I, I got to say, this is just hilarious for me. Um, so the, the, the black. The black, you know, the black uh, chap you were talking about, his name's Sean Bailey, you know. And uh, you, you see, w- when you join a party like the Tory party, you know, I mean, he's a, you know, he's a, he's a, he's in the Tory party. You know, when you join a party like that, 
you can't, you know, you can't expect anybody in that party to have your back, you know, and, and, you know, you realize, you know, there's a lot of non-white people, a lot of black people that realize that, you know, far too late and he realized it. And so there's a double standard, right? Because obviously, you know, Boris Johnson and his party decided to have uh, a garden party, apparently, um, this was it this time last year or last summer. I think it was last summer, wasn't it? Um, or was it in 20 to even 2020? Yeah, last year, 2020 to 2020. Anyway, I think they had a garden party there in the grounds of number 10, which is at the time, apparently that was illegal because of COVID. Um, they were all there. I think he was there. Um, and I'm not quite sure why it's taken this long for all of this to come out. That's the only bit I'm not quite sure about, but you know, there you go. So, this has become a great big thing for obvious reasons. It's the whole thing about that double standard. Do you know what I mean? It's the whole thing about, uh, you know, the rest of us in this country have to toe the line, have been fined, you know, thousands of pounds. I mean, there's a story in the, in the news of a black woman who was fined. God, what was that? I think she was fined something like 10,000 or 12,000 pounds for having, I think it was for having a birthday party. I was reading about it the other day, um, having a birthday party. Right. So she was obviously pointing out the double standard as well. Um, but with Boris Johnson, he's been some people have been calling for his resignation. Um, but what he's done instead, he's basically thrown some of the lesser uh, conservative uh, uh, um, uh, um, uh, people that were at that party, he's thrown them under the bus. You know, he's, he's basically gotten rid of them to try and appease public opinion. But he's not stepping down. He's not. He's he, he's he's clinging. He's hanging on to his job. So and personally, I don't think he's going to step down. He's that. You know, it's not in his nature. You know, you're going to have to prize him out of that job. And frankly, you know, that's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. So he's chucked some lesser Tories under the bus, but he's not going anywhere. And so his, uh, you know, his approval rating in the polls has gone right the way down. Apparently, Labour. Right. Under that uh, ineffective uh, man, Keir Starman, if I'm pronouncing his name right. Apparently, they've you know, they're now above the Tories in the polls, which is uh, and I'll be really honest. You know, I, I don't really take much notice of uh, of 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 Labour and Conservative in terms of their rivalry and, and UK politics in that sense. I, I don't really pay much attention to it because, you know, my feeling is, you know, whoever, whichever one of them are in you're going to get the same nonsense happening to non-white people, in particular, you know, African heritage people. So it doesn't really matter. But, you know, it's, it's just it's just funny to be listening to these people talk nonsense about a party that happened last year. Do you know what I mean? You, you know, that's the thing for me. Bringing up old stuff, as they say. Um, incidentally, the victim uh, that Andrew mentioned, woman was fined 12,000 pounds or birthday party a day after two lockdown breaching gatherings were held at Downing Street. Uh, this is from Sky News. Uh, they write a London uh, Vienna, wait a minute. Is that it? Vienna, that's it. Vienna Mackenzie Bramble 28 is one of thousands of people taken to court for breaching rules imposed by the government to limit the spread of COVID-19. She held a birthday celebration with about 40 people and a bouncy castle in Hackney on the 17th of April some months after her actual birthday. On the same day, the Queen was attending the funeral of her husband of 74 years, Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh. Uh, Mackenzie Bramble was criticized as disrespectful during a hearing in a closed Westminster courtroom in September last year. 
Police Constable Lindsay England said in a witness statement, I explained to Vienna that there needed to be consequences for her actions, namely organizing such a large gathering during a time where there is still such a significant risk to public health. Double standard or actual, well, you can use that too, but uh, hypocrisy. One of the enduring traits, the audacity to come and do all that fingering. That is disrespectful. Yeah, got to be consequences. And then, meanwhile, at the garden party, the funeral, whatever we want to have for whatever justification. Like, oh, yes, you know, got to go out and do our party. Got to go out and do our celebration. Like, get out of here. Incidentally, 15,000 pounds is like a substantial amount of money. Like, if I could just do the conversion really quick. Let me see. To dollars, see what that is in U.S. dollars. Oh my lord! Sixteen thousand four hundred nine dollars and ninety nine cent U.S. is the fine that was levied against her for a bouncy castle and forty people. It's crazy, and you know, I mean, when you do look, when you do look at the fines that have been handed out, I mean, I'm looking at one at the moment of a twenty one year old. Uh, Man who who apparently breached lockdown, uh, uh, you know, the, the lockdown ban on parties. Um, for some reason, he had his twelve thousand pounds fine dropped. So it'd be interesting, you know, it'd be interesting to have an audit of who's been fined and how much they've been fined as well, and whether and you know whether or not you know who had their fine overturned in court and all the rest of that. I mean, that would be that you know that's a piece of work that probably should be done absolutely i just literally um the minute that we ended the program yesterday evening for the compensatory call-in i looked at the seattle times and that was the top story that they had on the page because this is all areas of activity all over the world they said that they're no longer in the city of seattle proper they're no longer going to enforce uh bicycle helmet fines uh, and it was one. I think it was one other some sort of registration or ticket for bicycles uh, because they said that they as he just they did the audit. And they said, huh, look at this. We only seem to ticket and stop niggers for riding a bicycle without a helmet. Hmm. I wonder why that is. Crazy. <sighs> 16th. I mean, the bike helmet thing is serious, too, because those fines and all that. But I mean, woo, they don't charge you $16,000 fine for not wearing a bike helmet. Like, wow. I'm going to get hit with $16,000 and have to be called disrespectful and all this. And then white people can go out and do the exact same thing and just get their friends and homies to waive the fine or they don't even have to go to court. They don't even get charged, much less called all these names and how disrespectful and reckless are you going to be? And, oh, it's a disgrace. And why do we allow? Come on. Context of white supremacy worldwide. Uh, number for folks, if you have questions, remember, this is not our typical broadcast. We hang out for three hours or whatever. Uh, only 90 minutes max. Short program. Take advantage to talk to folks in different parts of the world. The number is 720-716-7300. The code 564-943-POUND. Press star 61 if you would like to participate. Uh, get all of our UK tidbits out of the way. Then we can get to some of the other things that happened uh, in the world. Uh, 
Andrew, two things. Uh, he pointed out and said, oh, we should make sure we talk about this, too. So this is from The Guardian, uh, UK uh, publication in terms of news and what have you. Uh, so they have a report. New bill quietly gives powers to remove British citizenship without notice. Now, quiet. That's even interesting, too. Quietly. Why are we doing passing laws quietly? Um, let's see. They write. Uh, Individuals could be stripped of their British citizenship without warning under a proposed rule change quietly added to the Nationality and Borders Bill. Wow, that sounds real Donald Trump, even the name of the Nationality and Borders Bill. Okay. Clause 9. Notice of decision to deprive a person of citizenship of the bill, which was updated earlier this month, exempts the government from having to give notice if it is not reasonably practicable in quotes to do so or in the interests of national security diplomatic relations or otherwise in the public interest what in the world <laughs> critics say removing citizenship as in the case of Shamima Begum who fled to Britain as a schoolgirl to join the Islamic State in Syria is already a contentious power and scrapping the requirement for notice would make the Home Secretary's powers even more draconian. Francis Weber, Weber, the vice chair of the Institute of Race Relations, man, we need to see if we can get someone from that on here, said the amendment sends the message that certain citizens, despite being born and brought up in the UK and having no other home, remain migrants in this country. Their citizenship and therefore all their rights are precarious and contingent. It builds on previous measures to strip British-born dual nationals who are mostly from ethnic minorities, I think that means non-white people, of citizenship yep. and to do it while they are abroad measures used mainly against British Muslims might be the British fellow who came over here, Akram, uh, accused of the hostage situation. It is it unapologetically flouts international human rights, obligations and basic norms of uh oh fairness, of course. Uh, why did you think this report is so important and how does it relate to non-white citizens in Britain? You see, here's the thing, Gus, right? Um, part of the reason why white people in the UK wanted to come out of, uh, uh, wanted Brexit, right, was to try and remove um, the, um, you know, was to try and remove the, 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 the final say-so in law from Europe and relocate it in, in, back into the UK. So things like this, you know, would be made more easy to happen. Does that makes sense. So you see, if we were in Europe, I mean, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know a lot about law, but I would suspect that if we were in Europe, right, then this nonsense would have to go through that court, you know, that court. Clearly it doesn't. At the moment, you know, we're not in Europe anymore. So clearly the highest court is in this country. You know, you could still appeal to the, was it the Court of Human Rights, right? But I'm not sure. I'm not a lawyer. I wish, you know, it'd be good to run this by a lawyer as, as to as to whether or not if you, if, 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 if this government wanted to turf you out of the UK, whether or not you could still appeal to Europe. I don't think you could. 
if you're not in Europe, I don't see how you could then appeal to Europe unless we're still in that grace period. Yeah, unless we're still in that some sort of grace period where whereby this this country is still under some sort of European law, um, we may be. I'm not sure if we are. So you see, what what this is all about, and bearing in mind that Pretty Patel is actually Asian herself. I mean, I don't know, I don't know where her allegiance lies. I mean, generally speaking, non-white people, in order to get jobs at the highest levels, have to sacrifice people that look like them. This might be her way of doing that. Uh, well, clearly it is, <laughs> but um, you know, but um, it, it, it's it's, it's going to affect. It's, it clearly, but it says in the article it affects non-white people, um, you know, Muslims and black people in particular, you know. So this is it, another thing I'm not clear about is whether or not you are, you know, if you are born in the UK, whether or not they could still strip citizenship away from you and then send you back to your mother's country i think that i think that is a great big yes i think they can do that um so i think i think you know i've seen petitions going around against this um i think i think we discovered this one far too late um and to my knowledge it's already gone through unless i'm unless i'm reading this all wrong and i've got it all wrong this is already because this is all this is already law right so i think there's got to be a lot more work done on this also um i think that's why the tories have also lost their lead in the you know in the uh, in the opinion polls as well you know because obviously if this directly affects you as a muslim right even if you're a conservative muslim would you then vote Tory? It's a question, you know. So I think they've lost votes directly because of this, you know. I mean, basically, it's for racism. That's you know, that's what you know, that's what this is, and that's why Mr. Weber has gotten involved on, in in this as well. Because I mean, clearly, it's, it's it, this is it's a racist um, act that's uh, that's been put into law. Reminded me of, uh, I said Trump, I said it sounds just the, the borders, uh, the way that the package was named, uh, nationality and borders bill. I said, wow, that sounds like something I would expect from the Trump regime, but all right. Uh, it, it seems, uh, I think they did use the term draconian, uh, when we have, uh, Guantanamo Bay, uh, where folks can be detained and you don't have to be charged with anything and indefinite detention, right? Where they were saying like, wow, this seems like it's not even constitutional uh, to just be able to snatch somebody up like that. It seems like the same type of thing. They just make a decision like, oh, you are no longer a British citizen and we don't even have to tell you. We can just say it's national security or it's not practical or whatever the reason is. And, and like you were saying, like, dang, it seems like this would apply to somebody who was born there. Like, wow, I was born here and you could just take my citizenship and boot me to wherever like and don't even have to tell me like wow that is uh just reminded me even uh hurricane katrina when all of the black people were being called refugees like wow total refugee status like i thought i was born and god save the queen like i've been here and all the rest and wow uh and even he said uh that it was kind of late it was done so so quickly the word that they used in the report twice quietly like to just slip it by and it's already been made law before you even get a chance to voice an opinion or gripe or anything you see see, see, here's the thing right Gus Um, 
it's there's a few there's a few things that you know we when I say we I mean black people in the UK really need to look at right you see we've got there are black people in the conservative government right you know you know you got you got Indians and black people in the cabinet you know literally sitting around the table with Boris Johnson right Pretty Patel herself is Indian I mean I don't know if she's a Sikh Muslim or what I, I don't know what her background is. But you've got black people in the cabinet and you've got, you know, I mean, on the Tory side, plus you've got black people on the Labour side as well, on the Labour front and back benches. Right. So you've really got to ask the question, what were these? I'm sorry, I have to ask this question. What were these people doing? Right. You know, I mean, um, you know, I, I don't remember seeing them on TV leading up to this. Right. Trying to raise awareness about it at all. I, I, I mean, I did. I mean, if they were on TV raising awareness about this, then then it that I didn't see it. Right. So the first a lot of us heard about this was a circular um, a petition that came out to some of our group WhatsApp groups. Right. And then, you know, that, that, that's the first time I heard about it and I just farmed it out, you know. But I mean, but by then, <laughs> you know, it was it was clearly too late. Right. So um, and I've, I personally have not seen or heard any Labour, black Labour politician or any Tory politician really saying anything about it on TV. If they ha if they have, I've missed it, you know, and that goes for all of them. So, I mean, so, you know, w what it tells me is that um, the, the rank and file non-white person really has to organize outside of mainstream politics you know you know because you know you can be you can be singing and dancing you can be going out to clubs and you know doing your nails and doing whatever you know non-white people do but i mean you know all, all the while you're do, we're doing that right <laughs> you've got people basically all planning what they're gonna do with you so political organization is important basically you know that's what it should you know that's what it showed me and 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 you know really this this fight cannot be said to you can't leave this one alone you can't leave this one alone do you know what i mean citizenship is a big one like man that uh wow that is a major one especially having your citizenship snatched and not even being told uh, i think uh, Pretty Patel, who's been uh, mentioned on the program before the Global Sunday Talk, talking about some of the police uh, changes that she was looking to make previously. That was last year. Um, incidentally, I think generally anywhere in the world, uh, particularly areas where you have predominantly white population countries, so-called uh, and white prime ministers or white presidents, and then they might allow one or two non-white people to be in the administration, do some racial showcasing those non-white people are not going to have very much power and they are not going to be allowed to come out and do anything in terms of addressing racism, white supremacy accurately, or even trying to do anything for the most part, that's in the direction of production of justice. Uh, now I just look to see, Hey, what's the most recent things that she talking about? Is she talking about this immigration bill or other, you know, incidents, the reports that I saw mentioning her, we're talking about that same word hypocrisy where they found where she was talking last year uh, about saying, Hey, we can't have these illegal gatherings. I support calling the police to get these things shut down. The police, I commend you for risking your life to shut them all down. This is a disgrace. Uh, and people saying, Hey, if that's how you felt, you should be 
Johnny on it. Like, call the police. Boris Johnson, all the people that you hang out with every day. Like, get to it, man. <laughs> Hypocrisy, just what I said. Incidentally, Pretty Patel it does not have a lot of melanin. Like, I don't know. He said she might be so-called Asian or whatever it is. I don't know if she has a white parent or not, but I mean, wow. You put her next to Usain Bolt? Like, whoa. Might fool some people even thinking that she might be classified as white. Um, and it might just be that, you know, one of the pictures I got, she a lot of light or, or maybe it was wintertime. So she hadn't been out in the sun too much. But she definitely uh, if you just even Andrew that we got right here, the amount of melanin that Andrew has. And then to her, like, wow, not close at all. They definitely could not be cousins. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, I One more. I'll double check and see if any of the folks who dialed in, because uh, I, I saw this myself, try to check news locally, nationally, globally, as Dr. Francis Cress Welsing uh, encouraged. Uh, there was a report. So this is from The Voice online. This is a UK, uh, black UK publication, I think. The Voice, voice-online.co.uk. They had a report, uh, and I wanted to mention this because Andrew is an educator. At a report, outrageous school bans black words like bear, B-A-R-E. I didn't even know that was a black word. Is that a, what, what does that mean, uh, Andrew? B-A-R-E. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, basically, it's the way that kids, you know, uh, especially London kids speak. So, so they might say, um, God, let me try and think up a way of it. <laughs> How would I put that into an expression or sentence? Um, so, so they might say, um, yeah, man, went to a party last night and there was big girls there, guy. <laughs> right. It, it, it's just the way that kids talk. Right. And hopefully when they go for a job they you know, they've learned to basically speak properly. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's, it's stupid to try and ban it. You can't, you can't really ban, you can't ban our kids, how kids articulate themselves. It's, it doesn't make any sense. So, so what, what's that article again, Gus? What was what, that article about? So this is from The Voice, uh, and it's titled Outrage as School Bans Black Words Like Bear. Uh, this is from January 13. Uh, I'll read a little bit. It says a secondary school in South London has banned pupils from using black words like bear and wow. I didn't even know wow was a black word. Arc all saints academy in camberwell is also attempting to crack down on phrases such as that's long and he cut his eyes at me now i know the second one we you know that said over here what is that's long what does that mean <laughs> so so like um if you um children generally um and some immature adults actually but children generally um want everything quick you know they want it now you know we're living in a mcdonald's um culture aren't we so anything that takes any length of time to 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 do anything gen i'm generalizing now young people no matter what color you are young people really don't really want to do it right so they'll say that's long guy you know I mean? that's long man what do, you, what do you mean what are you trying to get me to do that's long i'm not i'm not doing that Right. I'm generally, you know, I'm generalizing. So, so, but the funny thing is, um, those isms that you've just spoken about, um, may have started with African heritage children, but the truth is all 
young people in London and probably further afield use all of those isms. You know, it's you know that's the truth. All the young people use all of those, and I, and I really mean that. All young people use all of those isms. You know, um, so I would more say that's youth culture. So, and I know Campbell very, very well. I mean, you know, I, I, I drive, Campbell's just down the road, you know what I mean? So, um, so the secondary school that you speak of is probably one of the news, you know, it's probably been there for years. It's probably just had a name change. I'm just, I will look it up just to see what, what school that actually is. So it's, uh, it's, it's, um, it's, it, you see what, what happens in a lot of London schools, anything, any black expression, whether it's braided hair or the way that, black young children some black young children articulate themselves or anything really right you will find racism practiced against them and as i said it could be uh, having direct you know there's been loads of cases of black children being turfed out of school because they've had afros or they've had cane road hair um i don't really believe in boys having cane road hair but that's not the point the point is it's a black style right it could be, and, and now you're telling me it's for the way that some black children speak, and even though it's a, even though it's you, a, you know, youth culture really. So to be honest, it doesn't surprise me. It does not surprise me. And the, 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 but there's a bigger problem here. What the parents should do, the black parents should do, is basically get together, complain, write to the, you know, write to the school's governing body, write to the local authority that they should kick up a stink about it. Not just one parent on their own. All of the black parents, if it was a Jewish school in Elstree or, or North London, where a lot of Jewish people live, quite rightly, they would all get together and, and the head teacher would have to back down. But, you know, but that's how, you know, the power sometimes is in numbers. Right. And, um, you know, I say this as a teacher, not enough black parents get together. Right? You, 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 a lot of black parents try and do things individually. It doesn't work. So black parents really should get together, always get together, safety in numbers, all add their names to something, take their children out of school, complain, 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 and bring the head teacher back into line. You know, you know, that's that's where the power is when it comes to schools. And to be honest, on another note, even though it's expensive, create your own school and put your children in it. Love that one. They have said, uh, at least in the States, I don't know if it's uh, global thus far, but they said in the States at least, I mean, yeah, in the States at least, um, that lots of black parents have done exactly that. I uh, have said this is ridiculous uh, to go through all of this uh, strife and our children being mistreated. Let's just make some of our own schools so we can, you know, not have folks who are out here looking for ways to punish your children and probably get them suspended so they can boot them out for did you just say cut your eyes up oh, three day suspension like that sort of who wants to be in that sort of school environment uh let's see was anything else yeah and they did even say some of that uh in the report how they thought this was just another form of racism uh at the school and trying to encourage parents to uh unify as you said i think that's a great strategy as well to not be uh individuals uh, as best you can to see if you can kind of get a collective or a group uh, to challenge these and or even better create your own school so then you whatever make whatever policies you want do it as you need uh, oh and they even they do have that in the in the report let me scroll down a little bit just says uh, so this is 
Allison Donnell, professor and head of School for Literature, Drama, and Creative Writing at the University of East Anglia. Uh, she says Creole in Britain has since become the language of Afro-Caribbean and more generally of black youth culture. The Creolization of these languages has a long history dating back to African enslavement by European powers and the American and Caribbean plantation systems where enslaved Africans were forced to create alternative ways of communication. The white imperialist agenda stigmatized these languages to reinforce their racist view that black people are inferior. Absolutely. As black Caribbean students are still up to five times more likely to be excluded from school than their white counterparts. Many believe that the disparity is evidence of institutional racism in British schools and the further banning of BBE. Uh, oh, man getting all these crazy acronyms black British English there we go black British English. I knew it was one of those black British English language worsening the problem uh, exactly the same thing as over here uh, they somehow some way do they call it the school to prison pipeline over there or they don't use that tacky language over there um well some people do um, it's not you know it's, it's not I wouldn't necessarily say that that phraseology is used widely however you know historically in this country you know um black children non-white children well black children in particular and some asian communities come from you know come from lower economic uh, backgrounds you know and uh, generally speaking um you know very many or more of these children per head of population uh, commit petty crime uh, some of the crime might be knife crime, some of the crime might be even worse than that, and end up in prison. So there's a direct correlation between social and economic uh, 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 background and prison. You know, there's a direct correlation with that. There's a direct correlation also, I know, I know a lot of people don't want to hear this, but with single-parentness and low exam scores and prison as well. You know, there's a, there's a correlation with that as well. The government, or rather, you see, you and I both know, Gus, that uh, the system of race and white supremacy destroys the black family, you know, and th that's a whole area as well um, that really, I believe, we need to talk about as well, how this system seeks to put a wedge between black men and black women to create single parent families, That and, and that's another factor that drives children to prison, you know, really, because there's, there's not a lot of care or uh, for or mentoring for these children within the home um but generally speaking you know for poor black kids that come from dodgy backgrounds um uh, you know without a lot of uh basically without a lot of money outside school um there is a correlation there you know sadly there is so you know um you know that's just the that's just how it is that's just the sad truth many things are very similar in the system worldwide, one of them being breaking up, keeping conflict between victims, especially keeping black males, black females, uh, griping and in conflict, blaming each other uh, for the problems that white supremacy racism visits upon all of us uh, victims of racism. Absolutely. That is super, uh, super important. Trying to minimize that uh, as best we can. And uh, we just... <laughs> single parent families was just talking about that yesterday how that's the whole legacy of white supremacy racism they even make movies about this they had that tacky movie from 
What is that, 1960s? I think it's 1960. It might be early 70s. But I think it's late 60s. Julia. Oh, they have a black mom. She's got her children. No dad. Get the dad out of the house. Like, lots of that. They even carry that right on into 2022. Those same type of programs. Uh, keeping folks in conflict and making sure that children don't have all the support that they need. Children would be way, I don't think anybody in the world thinks, oh, yeah, children are fine. They don't need two parents. I don't think anybody in the world uh, thinks that, believes that that's true. That's not a rocket science to think, you know, hey, it would be better. Maybe you'd have fewer children having these problems and crime and all the rest. If you have two parents that are right there to look out, nurture, care for that child. No, no, no. We don't want that for black families. Even in 2022, we don't want that for black families. Let's see. Attempted yep. families. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I just add something to that, Gus? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you see, well, I've, I've, I've been thinking for a while that, uh, you know, to stay married now is actually, in itself, is, a, is, is, is an act against uh, the system of racism, white supremacy, literally just to stay married, because it's, 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 it seems to be, it seems to be the thing for years, actually, to try and basically destroy, I know in America, you guys had the crack epidemic um which mashed up uh, some african heritage communities here there you know and around the states um but you know it seems that uh, for the last few years it seems that there's been a war a media war uh, a social media war against black relationships you know and um and it seems to be coming to some sort of a, a head now right so and that's got because if you destroy that relationship then effectively you put a massive wedge in 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 african heritage communities so 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 that's you know that's my observation absolutely absolutely isolate 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 much easier to attack just like we were talking about with the parents like going in individually weaker position than if you can get those parents see if they can united independent do something in a collective manner can be much more effective uh let me see i'll get some of our folks who dialed in if you want to get a question in uh our global sunday talk the number is 720-716-7300 the code 564-943-POUND press star six one if you would like to participate uh justice solder 1972 been with us a number of times as well uh or he's emailed bunches he's emailed all the time different topics good to see you as well live listener uh let's see our caller in new jersey uh do you had a question suggestion comment you wanted to share you should be with us yes hey how you doing um uh to the caller um over here we're 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 kind of like seeing like a unique um um arguments between um what some people will call foundational black americans you know people with roots from slavery in the united states and the influx of uh blacks that's immigrating to the united states um i don't really see this fighting you know offline no i i can't say i do I had some conversations with um, people 
that immigrated to the United States. Um, do you do you do you see this going on in, in the UK? Do you see um, different communities of uh, black people uh, bickering with uh, each other, or you know any kind of like tribal uh, beefs, or um, you know different um, groups think that they're more you know have more rights or claims to a specific area that's um, dominated by white supremacy? If I'm, if I said uh, no, I don't personally. I don't personally. No, no. I, you know, I mean, you got you got some little kids. So I'm 53 years old. You know, I you know I, I was born on what you, I was born on what you guys would call a project. All right. Um, you know. Uh, so and our project, we call them council estates. So our, our our project used to fight the project up the road and that sort of thing. And this was in the this was in the uh, late seventies, late seventies, you know, and the early part of the eighties, until I realised it was just foolishness. But you know that that kind of gang warfare um, has always you know has existed in this country. I would say since the since well amongst amongst you know black kids in London, you know, so probably since the seventies, you know. Um, so so that's not nothing. That's nothing new. You got um. So, so amongst, so not no. The answer, the, the straight answer to the question is no, right? That doesn't exist. I mean, you you got some, you got banter, you got banter. What I mean by banter is, so you know, you, you got you got the you got the Jamaican group that would say, you know, that not so much now, but when I was about, you know, about up till about a few years ago, twenty years ago, ten years ago, you know, calling the other islands small island, you know, this kind of nonsense, and, and that that's a hangover, if you like, from my mum's generation. You know, my mum, you know, passed away. Early, uh, you know, middle, you know, late last year, uh, early part of last year. But that generation, you know, the whole small island thing, you know. But I mean, it's 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 nothing really. I mean, that's nothing, nothing to write home about because the same, all, all the islands would then be represented at the Shubin, you know, at, at the party. Yeah, you know, my mum's generation used to call it Shubin, right? So, so so all of that is nothing, right? There's no area in London that's you know whereby it's a no-go area if you're from this black country or that black country or that black country. No, that doesn't exist. What does exist is that in certain parts of London, you've got more of one country, people from one country living there, or there's a, there's a community there. So for example, uh, you know, there's, there's a part in South London uh, called uh, near Croydon. Croydon is, is a, is a, is a, is a quite a, quite a well-known place. Um, that's that's the biggest landmark I can give you. And then there's an East African community there, and they're quite an insular community. They're quite an insular community. But then to say that it's a no-go area, you can't go there, and there's some sort of you know gripe or warfare between them and everybody else, that you know that's just simply not true. You know, you know, I mean, I I, I grew up in that area, so that is not true. Um, it's just, yeah, yeah. So so that doesn't really but amongst the little kids when i say the little kids you know some kids in their teens that grew up on council estates or what you'll call projects right they might have gripes amongst each other because they've got no dad in the house <laughs> it's as simple as that you know most of these kids have got no dads at home there's no father right and where there's no father there is no order you know there's no order Right. So, you know, you're more likely going to get a, a, a woman living on her own whose kids are going to gallivant around the street. Basically, like I did gallivant around the street, you know, no dad to say, G 
get you know get your backside back in other yards. You know, you know, there's there's no dad there for that. I just ran around, ran around central London, basically just making trouble. You know, it's as simple as that, and then just having a good time. So, so, so you you you'll find little bits and pieces, you know. So, in other words, you'll read the news and find, you know, this this gang who's mainly made up of Eritrean kids, or that gang made up of Somalis, and they're fighting this so-called Caribbean gang. But really, all of that is just it's, it's just a way for the media to try and um, to try and uh, what's the word? Try and um, uh, organize for the headline what's going on. Does that make sense? But there's but but there's no there's no place there's no big sort of thing you know East Africans versus West Africans we're gonna have a big fight nah 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 that doesn't exist okay okay I mean, but, but obviously clear United States one thing that's worth sorry there's one thing that's worth mentioning um, there are these so-called post Cold Wars or at least there were you know whereby you got a load of kids basically fighting a load of kids over there but again all of this sort of nonsense comes down to you know disenfranchised kids and got no money got nothing you know do you know what i mean right right got you to be clear like um though i don't want to paint the picture like the united states like there's like you know uh fighting in the streets a lot a lot of this rhetoric is basically online and you know and it, it's just you know i i can go into further detail but it's taking too much time but by my last question um, you know, based on the media and, and the media that comes out of the United States, um, do you see people in the diaspora um, being less sympathetic to what you would call um, black Americans, just basically from, you know, the, the, the negative media that's uh, pushed across the planet? Not at all, uh, um, personally, especially after we saw that racist um, suffocate George Floyd. Um, I think quite the contrary. I mean, you know, I mean, um, you see, most of us have got family in America anyway, right? I mean, I've got two. I've got a brother. My oldest brother lives in Miami uh, with his wife and kids, and then I've got the middle brother who lives in Maryland, just outside Maryland, with his wife and kids. And so, there's very many Black British people here, especially if you're Caribbean, that have got family in America, right? So, um, and obviously. You know, we know too much, really. I mean, even if you're not even conscious, right, um, we know too much about what the police have done to African-Americans. Uh, I just personally say Africans. I don't use the word American, but done to African people in the States. We know, we, we know too much about it to then not be able to uh, um, uh, identify with it, because obviously you've got the police in the UK that are doing the same thing. You know, you've got I know for a fact you've had police policing or you know or, 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 or you know you know uh, you're going overboard in in african-american communities for since the sixth since 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 god knows when in oakland you know that's the whole point of the uh black panther party you know so and they did the same thing here that's the reason for the brixton riots so there's no difference and you know you don't even have to be that i mean you might you know you might get some kids that are under 30 that have no idea because obviously they didn't live through it. They, they're, they're living through a slightly different time. Their time, they're living through stop and search. Do you understand? But they're not necessarily living through the time when white skinheads would, would you be walking down the road and the white skinheads will call you, oi, oi, black bastard. You know what I mean? Eh, eh, coon. You know, that kind of thing. You know, nigger is not a word. Sorry, I know some people don't like the word, but that word is not a word that we would use in the UK. 
not to this ne- never use that to describe ourselves right <laughs> no way but um but all the other words like corncoon chalky nignog wog all that sort of stuff that's the time that i live through so you know if you're my age you know who your enemy is you understand um but no there, there's too much information especially on social media and the web to to to, to not to, to, uh, to not understand what our brothers and sisters in america have been going through since uh, since this place that people like to call America has existed. Do you understand? I mean, you're always going to have, a, you're always going to have some ignorant black person. You know, that that is a fact. And there's quite a few of them knocking around, but a rank and file black person, he, 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 there's too much knowledge and information around not, not to, not to be able to identify with, with, with what, with, with racism, with the, and I'm saying it's a global system. There's too much. Wow. Okay. You know what? Thanks a lot. And and then something else you said, I just want to that, that was definitely interesting. When you say in the UK they also uh, target uh, black people from basically how they speak and how they dress. Um, I, I picked up on that years ago. I just wish more uh, black people would realize like that's a, a very deceptive form of racism. Without being racist, they target the way you talk and the way you dress. All right, thanks a lot. All right, Gus. Victim in New Jersey, just a little bit north of Maryland, way north of Miami. Uh, Let's see. Our caller, speaking of Miami, our caller in Florida. Uh, Do you have a question, commentary for our, or Andrew over in the UK? Should be with us also. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, sir. Greetings to Gus, the host, listeners and callers. Uh, Gus, I was just thinking about the uh, the report you mentioned, and I saw it myself as well about the, um, the I think it's, they were saying half the population of Europe or something like that is possibly going to be or could be uh, or could contract COVID-19. Um, I wanted to ask that question to the caller. Has there been any more reports on that or has that helped to uh, increase like a propaganda against black people? So, sorry, the question is, has, uh, has people, has a propaganda about people catching Omicron been used against black people in terms of the 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 upswing of the amount of people catching it well um well mainly uh like it was about a report that i saw where it mentioned that half the population of europe could contract the COVID 19 virus in the next like i think four to eight weeks i believe and I was asking, I wanted to ask that question first. Um, have you seen any reports, any more reports about that? I, I tell you, the, the last thing I heard about Omicron, uh, and to be honest, I've, I've not even been bothering to pay much attention to, to any of that, if I'm really honest, um, especially since my mom passed away. And I'm thinking, well, I'm, I've got no more old people in my family. Um, but um, but, but I, I was actually thinking, um, the, the last report I heard was, Apparently, the, the the infection rate of Omicron is beginning to flatten out. Um, I mean, that's the last thing I heard. I don't know if it's true or not, but that's the last thing that I heard. Um, the, the, there was 
a thing uh, a little while ago where uh, apparently um, the suppose you know supposedly the communities that have been more hesitant to take the, the vaccine have been non-white communities you know in this country you know there was that and i think i read somewhere that uh, yeah i think it was quite a big thing last year the middle of last year whereby the inference that some white people were making was that uh, for some reason non-white people are are the most infectious or don't be around them you're more likely to catch it from them i heard something like that in the in the press or whatever but if i'm really honest with you i've got to be honest you know i mean um it's it's uh it's 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 you see the you see the, the, the truth about the vaccine is that most of the hospitalizations in this country have come about it has been with people that have just not taken the vaccine you know that's the if you know, i know some people say statistics can be faked which they can be but you know that is that's the government statistic you know uh, the, you know it, it's, it, the, the hospitalizations are people that have not taken it generally speaking you know so so that that's the government statistic we could people can take it or leave it so um yeah yeah that you know that's it but so so i did hear something last year and the year before that um the hard to reach areas have been in the asian communities specifically and some black people uh, you know that have that have been hesitant to take the vaccine and so therefore they were using that some people some white people were using that to say you know that they're more the, they're going to be more the carriers of it yes sir yes sir thank you for answering my question that that definitely answered both questions because uh, i myself try to keep um keep an eye on the kind of news reports that comes about on who I guess they uh, try to blame for the spread of the virus. And they don't want to point out how a lot of white people don't want to wear the mask, especially in my area. So thanks for answering my question. Thanks for answering my question. And thanks for taking my call, Gus. Much obliged. Caller in Florida, Ron DeSantis land. Absolutely. They can lie about the statistics, but I mean, they had white people. I remember that was like 2020. I can't even say that was last year. That was a long time ago. They had white people out there. It's 5G. I'm not, I'm not staying at home. This is ridiculous. They had big mobs uh, of white people out doing it. They were burning uh, the 5G towers. Uh, over in the UK, this again, this is a long time ago. This is in 2020 uh, when they were doing all that. Didn't have the audacity to turn around and say, "Oh yes, yeah, the Negros, yeah, yeah, yeah." They they're not taking it serious, and they're having parties. They find uh, there's a black female that they find for the bounce. She's got the bouncy castle. Yeah, yep, yeah, it's the Negros' fault. Like, are you serious? They've had white people increasingly over the last six months. White people who have been out protesting and I'm not staying home. We're not doing the social distancing. I'm not wearing a mask and all the way. I haven't seen one. If anybody can find video of one time where black people were out protesting, we're not doing it. On George Floyd, I'm not doing it. I'm not wearing a mask. Nothing. Not putting a mask on my child. I haven't seen any of that. 
anywhere in the world I could add. I think in Africa briefly in 2020, they had reports of people that were upset about the curfews, brutally put down, and that was that. White people have been cutting the food for two years now, all over the world, cutting the food. But it's black people. Very sorry about uh, passing of your mother, Andrew. Uh, we've had lots of losses uh, over all of this. Mothers are very, very important. Uh, we have five minutes uh, left in the program, so I'll double check. Any folks who dialed in, if you have a question, comment, suggestion, you want to make sure you share with us before we wrap things up. Hand up 720-716-7300. The code 564-943-POUND. Press star 61 if you would like to participate should be here on Wednesday again we have our switcheroo for this week book club will be on Wednesday 8 p.m. Eastern 5 p.m. Pacific Alice Seabold's lucky raping black male uh, and then Wednesday the switch so we'll have a white man he'll be on the program he's a journalist in Texas uh, he wrote an essay I have to post it again uh, he said he was turning into a little racist at four years old and his black caregiver saved the day, kept him from evolving further into a racist. Doing my incredulous eyebrow, you just can't see me. But he will be here on Thursday. Uh, that's why we're doing the switcheroo book club would normally be Thursday, but just hopefully one time so we can make space for the white man. Both programs back to our normal time, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Believe. Let's see. That is 1 a.m. technically the uh, the following day for folks in the U.K. if you want to listen live. Uh, let's see. Mm, our Bay Area mom uh, should be with us as well. If you had a uh, suggestion, question you wanted to add in. Um, yeah, thanks for um, taking my call. Um, I Greetings to everyone on the line. Did you say that was Andrew's mom that um, transitioned last year? Unfortunately, yes, I did. Okay, well, I wanted to send my condolences to him because I, I enjoy listening to all of the... I, I love this, the Sunday program, and um, I've listened to him throughout the years, and others as well. Um, so I wanted to say that, and I also appreciate the program and that everybody tries to participate because it helps you know what's going on globally. So that's all I wanted to state. And thank you guys for always being available to participate. Thank you very much. Thanks very much, sister. Much obliged. Uh, hopefully helping to uh, eliminate some of the confusion. Uh, we have uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s holiday here in the States tomorrow. Are they, is that anything that they recognize uh, across the pond, or is that just a U.S. thing? Uh, thanks for telling me. Um, it's just a U.S. thing. So is that, uh, so that's this week, is, is that starts, is that tomorrow, you said? Yes, sir. Federal holiday, like the mail doesn't run. Lots of folks will get a paid uh, vacation day, paid holiday uh, to sit around and, I don't know, tell racist jokes or eat hot dogs or, I don't know, whatever people do 
Uh, and they have a Monday where they don't have to go to work. But, yep, federal paid holiday. Uh, tomorrow they had little uh, ceremonies and events throughout the weekend. Some people were telling us, ta- oh, Barry, her mom, she had a great story on neutralizing workplace racism where they were doing something about it in school. And apparently there was uh, one non-white child who his parents do not just sit around and watch, uh, I don't know, uh, Cookie Monster and Rio and the rest of the nonsense on Disney. They were, I guess, teaching him accurately about racism, white supremacy. And he put his hand up and, yeah, white people hated Dr. King and they killed him and they still hate black people. And that's what Dr. King was trying to correct. Like, yeah, all kinds of Dr. King uh, holiday ceremonies have been going on, which will, uh, well, I was going to say culminate tomorrow, but not really. This is kind of the, the beginning as it crescendos to Black History Month. But yes, uh, tomorrow, official Dr. King Day, paid day off for a lot, probably a lot of our listeners in the States anyway, probably got a, a day off from work tomorrow. Wow. Uh, I, I tell you what, I'll spread that around some of the WhatsApp groups. Uh, you know, I think that's worth knowing. I think it's worth knowing. I think it's all like our global Sunday talk is the third Sunday of the month. I think it's always the third Monday of January is the officially recognized Dr. King holiday, which was fought like tooth and nail. Uh, The late John McCain, who lost uh, the presidential bid to President Barack Obama, uh, fought heartily against uh, having a Dr. King holiday. I don't even think they made it a holiday until like 1984. And it took a lot of labor uh, from the late Coretta Scott King. She talks about that a lot in her book, in fact. Uh, And Gil Scott Heron, we read his autobiography in the book club as we read both of those in the the book club. Uh, But they both talk about what an ugly fight there was. There were so many white people, many of them who are still alive right now. 40 years ago, oh my, talk with the, everything he just said. Dr. King was all a nignog and a coon and a communist and no count and had all those affairs and oh my God, he is not deserving of a holiday at all. Oh, that's, that's, we should just work. You never hear anybody turned down. We could get a paid day off from work? Like, let's do it. Let's do it. Anything. Yes, I support. No. They got the video footage. You can go back 1980s. Crystal color footage. It's not quite HD, but well documented the throne I mean, this was not some fringe effort lots of very reputable white people across the land two thumbs down for dr king holly and still fought against i think like arizona and some other places like woo, fought like oh my gosh like you were trying to give a, a rapist a holiday or something are we gonna make osama bin laden a <laughs> holiday or something well it's crazy. That's crazy. To be expected. Uh, let's see. Did we miss any folk? Any of the folks who dialed in? Any questions that they they missed? You got everybody. Awesome, uh, Andrew. Did we miss any topics? Anything that you wanted to share before we get ready to conclude? Um, I think. Um, oh, oh, yes. <laughs> Um, just a very quick one. Um, you know that um, the people that uh, you know, those, you know, the, the kids that well, I'm calling them kids, you know, those white young university students that pulled down Edward Coulson's statue in Bristol. You know, they had a court case and they got they got acquitted. And um, you know what was what made me laugh is that um, the statue that they pulled down uh, is now in a museum and apparently it's worth more now than what it was before they pulled it down. 
So, so I, I just, I just think that's quite funny. And uh, yeah, but anyway, they got acquitted. They got acquitted. <laughs> they have their celebratory photograph where they all are. Uh, they have matching T-shirts and pictures of where they pulled the statue down and total jubilee. Like, uh, <laughs> wow. Oh, they have bunches of, I didn't even see they got bunches of pictures. They did a whole, oh, and they took a knee. Woo. That's how to end the program right there. Wow. He did the, uh, the Colin Kaepernick take a knee and raise the black, the fist in a black glove salute. I don't know if that's a, a King holiday salute or what? Maybe he's a little, or I guess this is early in the month, but Wow. The Colin Kaepernick, I kneel in solidarity. Yes, we 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 have toppled Colston. They got the hashtag. Oh, refinement. It. Oh, Banksy even got in. Are you serious? Are you serious? Outside supporters gathered gathered with banners. Ryan Graham tearfully thanked them. The thanks also extended to street artist Banksy, whose T-shirt sale raised funds for them. Are you serious? Are you serious? Wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> I could vomit. I could. You know, abs- uh, mm-hmm. no, no, I was just, I was just going to say, I don't know, I don't know. I, I, the, the news report that I saw was of just a young lady who they spoke to. Um, I'd like to know whether or not any of the uh, young people that pulled down the statue, whether whether or not any of them were non-white. The reason why I'm asking is because it'd be interesting to know if, oh, I'm just wondering, if, the, if these people that pulled down that statue, if they were black, I'm wondering if they would have, uh, if they would have um, uh, been found innocent or not. You know, you, know, that's, uh, you know, that's the thing that I'm wondering. I mean, m- maybe some of them were, were non-white and they were found innocent. I don't know. I've only seen the picture of the young lady. Well, I'm looking at the BBC report uh, about this and... I don't see any individuals that look like they could be classified as non-white. Everybody here looks very pale, like middle middle of winter, no sun in months, pale. Uh, And oh, maybe in the back, it looks like there maybe could be someone who is classified as non-white kind of in the back. But he's not in the celebratory forefront of the people who look like they just got acquitted. So, yeah, it would be hard to imagine. Uh, Same thing we did before. Pretty Patel, it looks like she could probably fit in this group. And right on, they acquitted us. Woo! If we put everybody in there who looked like Andrew, hmm, I don't know. I, I don't think Banksy is going to be doing any fundraising T-shirts for you. Like, could be a little different. Like, uh, and they, incidentally, they do have at the bottom of, this is the BBC report that I'm looking at. So I guess way back when all this happened, 2020, when the statue was pulled down, it looks like there are some black people who are present. But it seems that I guess they weren't involved in the actual dislodging of the monument. So I guess maybe they didn't get charged, but they do have some black people who look like they're there and maybe cheering on a very white crowd in all. Incidentally, I I remember all this. I never thought any of this was constructive. They did some of this nonsense in the states too, like the Confederate flag and all. There's so many symbols of white supremacy racism. Like, I don't think if we had 50 lifetimes, we could remove them all. Just replace white supremacy with justice, and then in our leisure, we can go about you know taking these down, repurposing them, whatever you know, 
would need to be done. But, no, I mean, this is just, wow. Clowning. I mean, there's clowning, and then there's getting Banksy to do T-shirts for your fundraiser clowning. <laughs> yep. Yeah, totally. I, I've just seen a picture yeah, yeah, of these four. Um, they call they're, they're called these. God, what they called the Colston Four, and yeah, none of them are none of them are non-white. So yeah, yeah, who who who, who knows? Eh? Um, if any of them were non-white that got uh, that were in this group, I'd love you know it'd, it'd be interesting to know if any of them were would ever be acquitted. And basically, my guess is no. So you know, there you go. I'm in agreement, and I guess my final tidbit would be uh, there's an amazing contrast. I, I guess it wouldn't look like this every day when you go to the page, or maybe it does. I don't know. Maybe you could do an experiment. So the report that I'm looking at from the BBC is titled Edward Colston Statue or Cleared of Criminal Damage is from January 5 of this year. So directly next to it side by side so bam left you got the image of the colston four celebration pale jubilee woo, acquitted right next to them vigilantes take on kenya's avocado gangs with a picture of a black male probably stealing and fondling aggressively an avocado <laughs> like what <the laughs> it is uh white purity and innocence Negro theft and vigilante gang action. Like, man, that one in global system. You see it all all the time, uh, just in how they use images and the media and all the rest of it. Constantly, you get the same image, just like in Alice Siebold, the white purity, white innocence, white religion of white supremacy. And then Negro criminal activity and mugshots and gangs. I am going to have an avocado for dinner today though much obliged Andrew for hanging out with us Uh, all of the folks who dialed in uh, states uh, hope it was worthy of your Sunday I guess for Andrew your Sunday evening for us Sunday afternoon again we'll be here on Wednesday for the book club normal time 8pm Eastern 5pm Pacific and then the white man Thursday how exactly were you becoming a racist at four? Ah, I can't wait. Uh, Global Sunday Talk, we'll do it again next month for uh, the state's Black History Month. Uh, the code, as usual, sobriety would be best under conditions of white supremacy. We need super high-functioning brain computers to solve this problem. In addition to being sober, if you are out and about, this is not the time to get into any sort of verbal confrontation with a white person, especially if you're in the States. You should be thinking they could be armed. Kyle Rittenhouse type of a thing. In fact, they could be armed and have an entire armed vigilante gang at the ready. If you didn't leave your residence prepared to kill and or die, exit. This is not the time, especially folks in the States. Just heard that last night. Retired firefighter. This is not the time to... Oh, whoops. Is that an assault rifle? Really bad day to have that type of thing happen. Uh, If you're going to be in a vehicle, you're sober, buckled, not on the cell phone. We need all of our attention so we can be aware of what's happening and minimize contact with race soldiers, badge or no. All of that said, creator, we ask 
that you help us remain patient with other black people victims of white supremacy we ask that you help us remain patient with ourselves remind us to demonstrate the highest levels of black self-respect at all times in all places each and every time we are in contact with another black person it has been time replace white supremacy with justice immediately cow signing out thanks all for tuning in no name calling nigga you so brainwashed i'm a victim brother a victim I'm a victim of 400 years of conditioning. Shut up. The man has programmed my conditioning. Mm -hmm. Even my conditioning has been conditioned. <laughs>